4: to the radio it's different our lives are ruined
0: already the whistler The state will self-destruct in five seconds
4: hello everyone i'm carl amari and this is hollywood 360 the radio show that presents all things entertainment Including trivia contests and games, movie reviews, celebrity interviews, showbiz news, and classic radio shows. My co host is the quintessential Lisa Wolf. In this hour, Gerald Moore stars in a remarkable episode of Suspense from 1945. But first, it's Name That Tune. Lisa Wolf Cullen will play short clips from popular songs, and a Hollywood 360 listener contestant named Doreen and I will try to name that Johnny Cash tune. Right, Lisa? That's right.
5: We have Doreen on the phone right now. Doreen, I hope you are a Johnny Cash fan. I
1: know, but enough of his music, I should be able to name it. Oh, I'm so excited
5: about that because... You know, Carl's a big Johnny Cash fan too, so
4: he's going to have
1: some good competition. Coming up on Thursday, so so Carl, you have to give me a break. Oh,
4: (laughs) I will. I will give you a break. (laughs) (laughs) Happy birthday, by the way. All right, so you ready to start?
5: Yeah, so I'm going to play the first song. These are all Johnny Cash songs. As soon as you know the title, shout it out. Shout, shout. And Doreen, I am rooting for you. Here's the first song.
4: Bring the fire. Love it is a burning thing. I think
5: Dorian said it first.
4: Did, did Doreen yeah, say it first?
5: she did. All I think right. she got you like a half a second right, before Doreen. you got it. Go, right, Doreen. Doreen. So this is his 1963 album, Bound Bound Ring of Fire, of the fire. best of Johnny Cash. And as we learned during uh, Beat the Host, it was written
4: by Johnny Cash's
5: second wife, June Carter Cash, I've and originally recorded as
4: Love's Ring of Fire. As loves ring down, of fire. down, down, and the flames went higher, and it's burn, burn burns, burns the ring of fire
2: the ring of fire
4: huh I can't down there but i get pretty I can do pretty well I, not Doreen, bad do you, do you own a record label no oh <laughs> shoot
1: wish i did i wish you did
4: too but here's for you all right Taureen's on the board
5: all right here is the next johnny cash tune
0: well my daddy left home when I pointing was pointing and he didn't leave much. Well, that was a tie. That was a tie. I'm gonna give that as a tie. That was a You're tie. just louder than she
5: is. That was a tie. But it was a tie. I'm gonna say no, nobody gets that one. So head, uh written by Shel Silverstein, did, made famous by, by Johnny Cash. Hmm. He recorded the song live in concert in nineteen sixty nine at
0: well, that, was that was at Folsom old, Prison
5: at left. San Quentin State prison. prison.
4: Oh that's San Quentin in California. So Doreen, this is for both of us. God That's right. A get rid
0: some All right. It's a
4: great story. It's a great, <laughs> it's
5: a great song. You have to actually listen to the words.
4: I know. All the right. Stuff. All right. So Doreen has two. Carl has one. That's right. Here we go. I keep a close she got it. Oh, man. You're life. good.
5: I Walk the Line is absolutely right. Go Doreen, written and recorded in 1956 by Johnny Cash.
0: Because
4: because you're mine. Did you see the movie? And I I Walk walk the Line. line. Yeah, my uh, good friend directed it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. James Keach. Stacy Keach's brother. Oh,
5: wow. Yeah.
0: I find it very, very easy to be true.
4: My voice doesn't go that low. Well, that's good. It's good for you. It doesn't either. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So let me see here now. Wait. So Doreen has three, and Carl only has one. Yeah.
5: That's all right. Here we go. Here's the next song.
4: Their brands were still on fire,
0: and they're
5: she got it. Oh, that's sorry, right. Knew that. She's yeah. good. Doreen, yeah, no, you I'm are good. Ghost Riders in the Sky, written in 1948 by Stan Jones, uh, recorded in 1979 by the one and only Cat. Johnny Cash.
0: all the riders coming hard
4: and he heard their cry. Man, there's nobody like Johnny Cash. That's true. He's great. He is so great. He sure is. I, I knew you'd appreciate this. <laughs> so. So I uh, let me see. Do I have a chance? I don't think I have a chance. I don't think so. Doreen has. <laughs> but you can
5: keep on playing. <laughs> <Is> Doreen, no. <laughs> nope. No. <laughs> uh,
4: I told you I'd mop the floor with man, you. Man, <laughs> you are not. You are not kidding. Uh, and what am I? A Swiffer? Uh, I don't know. What do you want to be? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's. You got another one. I sure do. Here All we right. go. He was
0: the kind of a man that would gamble on luck. Look you in the eye and never back up But I saw him crying like a little whipped pup Because of love I don't know it. You can't see people. it with your eyes This is A Thing
5: hand, Called Love. But like the it was originally recorded by Jerry Reed in 1968, but this, this is a 1972 recording by Johnny Cash.
0: Hmm. It can lift you up, never let you Very down. catchy. Make your world and turn it all around
5: Johnny, yeah, uh, he just like would, would talk
4: through the songs, you know. Than love. I mean, that's he had,
5: all he has to do. You know, he his just voice, his voice is so
4: so powerful. It's amazing, uh, right? He would
5: be great heard, on the radio. <laughs> I, heard, I heard the Anita Carter version of Ring of Fire, and oh my God, is that haunting? Is
3: it? Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. oh, wow. yeah, you,
4: yeah, you got to hear it. Have you ever heard the Carl Amari version? Mm, that's really haunting. Way too, too. many times.
5: No. <laughs> <laughs> Way too many. <laughs> We've got one song to All go.
4: Right. Let's do it. that Carl Amari version really mm-hmm. something. Something. When
0: I was just a baby. Oh.
4: My mama told me. I know this one. It's good Always one. be a good boy. Don't ever play with guns. Prison Blues. She got it.
5: What is it? Prison Blues. Oh man, you Doreen, are really good. you are amazing. You are really, really. good, Doreen. Written in 1953, it was when included I on I hear his hear debut album Johnny Cash old. with his hot
2: I and blue I guitar. Hate it
4: and cry. And cry. Just let you know you're a tenor, Carl. Am I what? A, you're uh, a tenor. Am I a tenor? Uh, no. You're more of a tenor than a bass. I really? agree. think so.
5: Mm-hmm. You think yeah. so? <laughs> yeah.
4: I think so. Henry! <laughs> Henry! Andridge, That's the more you're <laughs> mother. <laughs> well, Doreen, you mopped the floor with me. You did great. And uh, you're a big winner. Happy birthday. I'm going to send you some fun CDs. And thanks for calling, okay?
5: You're quite welcome. It was fun. Doreen, you're you're amazing. I hope you call again soon and do it all over again. Yes,
4: indeedy. (laughs) (laughs) When we come back, it's Gerald Moore in a tale well calculated to keep you in suspense. Stick around.
0: More Hollywood 360 after these important messages.
5: Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-494-8310.
4: Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now.
5: 800-494-8310.
4: Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. All right, Lisa, you know what? Very interesting. This uh, this episode of Suspense we're about to play... um, Dr. Joe Webb sent me some notes about this, uh, a lot of notes about this particular episode. What's really what's really interesting is that uh, around this time in 1945, August of 1945, um, there were not a lot of stars available to do some radio shows. It was the summertime when the big Hollywood guest stars uh, would be hard to get you know for these radio shows so, there were three what you would really call not Hollywood celebrity, big, you know, Cary Grant stars. They were the more of the radio stars um, did all, you know, they picked three actors to kind of star in this program. Gerald Moore, Joseph Kearns uh, were two of them, and Conrad Binion. And, you know, these were, these were people that were on the radio every single day. But, you know, normally when you listen to suspense— You have a big Hollywood actor, Humphrey Bogart, Cary Grant, uh, Robert Taylor, whatever. And this one, they took three radio pros to star in it because they couldn't find or couldn't obtain a big radio, or I should say a big movie star for this broadcast. But it's a very chilling story, very haunting episode. Gerald Moore really has the most dialogue in this episode. Which is uh, a short a story called "Short Order." It's sponsored by your favorite potent potable, Roma Wines. Lisa brings two. You got both of them there down there.
5: Well, I finished one, so I, I have one, one left.
4: Right. <laughs> yeah, she's got two gallons of Roma wine. She she lugs Just them. Just two
5: small bottles is she, all she, I need she, for the she night. She lugs
4: them into you know the studio. Is that here. legal? Yeah. Okay. And I think I really do think you enjoyed talking to uh, Tony Moore earlier because he's so smart. And, um, you know, as opposed to talking to me all the time.
5: I do appreciate the you know? uh, intelligent conversation. You know,
4: I think that you really enjoyed that. You had a big smile on your face.
5: Absolutely. Because <laughs> I'm not used to that. You <laughs> have to deal
4: with me all <laughs> the rest of the time. Uh, and uh, no, Tony's great. And don't forget, folks, uh, his book is available at Amazon. Make sure that you, you buy his book because I'm telling you, I got it right here. Every other weekend coming of age. With two different dads by Anthony J Moore, get it at Amazon. Get it and at Barnes and And that is Tony, by
5: the way. Anthony J yes. Moore is Tony Moore.
4: Yeah, and he was—he's uh, awesome. We love having him on the show. Did uh, you know he's just—he's a, a, just a great guy. And he wrote an amazing book. And he talks quite a bit about his father, Gerald Moore. So let's tune this in. Uh, Short order cook, August sixteenth, nineteen forty-five on suspense. Now the Roma Wine Company of Fresno,
0: California presents. Suspense.
1: Tonight, Roma Wines bring you Short Order, a suspense play produced, edited, and directed for Roma
0: Wines by William Spear. Suspense, radio's outstanding theater of thrills, is presented for your enjoyment by Roma Wines. That's R-O-M-A. Roma Wines, those excellent California wines that can add so much pleasantness to the way you live, to your happiness in entertaining guests, to your enjoyment of everyday meals. Yes, right now a glassful would be very pleasant, as Roma Wines bring you Short Order, a remarkable tale of Suspense. Suspense. Thank you
1: very much. Come back. Ah. Uh. <laughs> Bailey's diner. Well, this is Mr. Bailey speaking. Oh, oh, I'm sorry, uh, you're just a little late on that. Well, I hired a fry cook day before yesterday. I'm sorry, I forgot to tell the newspaper to stop running that ad until this morning. I got a good man. No, no, one man's all I need. Just got a small place here. That's all right. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> See that, Johnson? You better keep on your toes. Oh, Plenty oh, of people Bailey. after your job. You're not careful, you know. Something might.
2: Like... Well? What's the matter? Don't you want to take my money?
1: What? Oh, sure. Yes. Yes, of course, sir. 75 out of 1. Five, one. Thank you. Okay. Hey, Johnson. Johnson, good Lord, did you see that man's face? Yeah, you're telling me. That's enough to haunt your dreams. Kind of made you nervous, didn't he, Mr. Bailey? Well, after all, it's kind of a shock to look up and see. you.
3: Yeah, I, I noticed you hung kind of close to that gun you keep under the cast register.
1: Oh, did I? Automatic reflex, I guess. Oh, poor guy, I ought to be ashamed. Probably got that way in an explosion accident or something. You know, yeah,
3: you know. looks like a plastic surgery job. Only some doctor like Frankenstein
1: must have done the surgery. Yeah. <laughs> well, here you are. Enjoyed it. Oh, thank you. Come back. Yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. He liked your cooking, too, Johnson. Two deluxe sandwiches, two coffees. You know, that's not bad. <laughs> right. <laughs> Seems to me business has been picking up ever since you started working here. Just thought you'd like to know. Thanks a lot.
3: <laughs> you like this work, Johnson? Yeah, it'll do. The hours kind of get me sometimes, and when the rush hour starts in half an hour, I can't pretend I'll be liking it.
1: But it's all right. Yeah, sure. well, someday you'll have a place of your own. Be your own boss. Never get anywhere working for someone else, you know. Well, I'm doing okay now, Mr. Bailey. <laughs> you'll never go hungry for lack of a job. You're too good a cook. But your own business. Now, you take me. I'm doing well, even if I do say so. People come here to eat. All right, I see that they get them. <laughs> Yeah, it makes you feel pretty good having your own place. It makes the saving and the scraping seem sort of worthwhile.
3: You seem to get the business. Well, of course, you got a terrific location.
1: Well, this place has a name that means something. At least I think it has. As a matter of fact, there was a man in here trying to buy it just last week. That's so? That's right. Real estate agent. The name of Sloan. He had a customer. Well, who's this customer? Oh, I don't know. Well, I told him I didn't want to sell. Oh, here, how about opening that refrigerator door for me, will you? Okay. Thanks. No, I'm not going to sell. Couldn't afford to. I'm not in a position to retire. The way things are, it'd be too hard to start up somewhere else. Uh-oh, well, here we go again. Good evening. Evening?
3: Oh, uh, yes, sir. What'll it be? Oh, uh, special, I reckon. Right, coffee.
1: Oh, Hi. good evening, sir. <laughs> Is it still chilly out? Oh, yeah, a little. Thought some of your chili would warm me up. <laughs> get it? <laughs> I get it, oh, yeah. Chili, uh, coming yeah. up. All right. <laughs> Bailey's place. Oh, Virginia, what's... Uh, what? What? All the windows? Well, who could possibly... Well, where were you? Well, now, why would anyone want... Oh, no, no, none of those kids that do a thing like that. They're nice kids. Yeah, hoodlums, I guess. Well, I don't know what you can do. Got no witnesses or anything? You sure it was rocks, huh? Well, I guess there's nothing you can do. Well, I, I wish I could, too, but I, I got to stay here. All right, dear. Yes, uh, all right. Goodbye. Bad news, Mr. Bailey? the darndest thing. Of hoodlums or something. It just broke every window in my house. I, I, I don't know what hey, to think Hey, hey, Bailey. Is this a new kind of bread you got here? Better than usual. Oh, you like it? Yeah. Well, it costs a little more. Oh, good e- Good evening. Hello. Good Lord.
3: Yes. Yes, sir. What'll it be?
2: Hamburger and coffee.
3: Right. How do you have the hamburger? Well done. Cream in the coffee?
2: No. Black.
3: Yeah,
1: right. Hey. Hey, Bailey, come here a minute. Oh, yes. uh, uh, Pardon me, will you, please? Hey. Did you see the face on that fellow that came in a minute ago? Yes, I did. It's pretty bad, isn't it? Bad? I'll say... Boy, I can stand a lot of things, but that gets me. Well, I've left half my meal on my plate. I was enjoying myself until that came in and sat over there. Then I didn't want anything more. Oh, well, that's too bad. Oh, look, don't, pay, don't oh, pay. No, 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 it's not your fault. Maybe mine. Gee, how do you suppose he got that way? Oh, a burn, perhaps, or maybe some other kind of accident. I, I, I wouldn't know. Oh, boy, that's the worst I ever saw. Yeah, it's too bad whatever happened. Sure. Well, yeah. too bad. Yes, it is. Ketchup.
3: Okay. Here you are.
2: What? This little paper cup, where's the bottle?
3: Uh, I'm sorry, but ketchup's hard to get. That's all we can serve anybody.
2: Oh, profiteers.
3: Will there be anything more? No. Okay. Your check and pay at the desk. Thank you. Hey, Mr. Bailey.
1: Well, yes, Johnson. How's your luck? Oh, well, sometimes good, sometimes bad. Why?
3: The way I figure, somebody around here is sure going to need plenty of luck. Why? I don't know. i just got a feeling. If that isn't bad luck for somebody sitting back there at the counter, I'll eat this grill here. And I never saw a recipe for making a steel grill tender. better order some more pork tomorrow, Mr. Bailey. We're well, running low, are we, Johnson? Yeah, a little. If they keep hitting up barbecues the way they have so far this evening, I'm sure we'll be needing it. All right, I'll make a note of it. Yeah, lucky we got any unspoiled meat left after that guy was in here twice yesterday. I thought the milk would sour. Bingo. Just like that when he looked at it. Yeah, but it didn't.
1: Ah, Johnson, you shouldn't talk like that. He can't help it. You know he can't. We should feel sorry for him, not joke about it like
3: that. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, sure. You gotta have sympathy for a guy like that. Just the same, I hate to look at it.
1: Oh, uh, I guess we'll have to look at it some more. I think he's coming up to the door now. Yeah. Um. T- uh. Good evening.
2: Hello.
3: Yes, sir. Uh, what'll it be?
2: Hamburger and coffee. Make the coffee black. Uh, right. Make that hamburger well done.
1: Okay. <laughs> Oh, good evening. Good evening. Yes, sir. What for you? Why, uh, I'll have, uh... Holy... How's that? Huh? Nothing. Nothing at all. I... In fact, I... I, I don't think I want anything. I just remembered an uh, appointment. Uh, just forget it.
3: Oh, what do you know? Uh, your hamburger, mister. And your coffee.
2: Catch it, please. Okay. Still no bottle?
3: No bottle. Sorry.
2: Here. You go buy an extra bottle. Put it back on the shelf just for me.
3: you gonna eat here some more?
2: Yeah. I like this place. Go on, take that and see that you get some good ketchup, too.
3: Well, it ain't that, mister. It ain't the money. You can't buy the stuff when they don't stock it. Well, you better ask Mr. Bailey. Uh, uh, Mr. Bailey! Oh,
1: yes, Johnson? Oh, well, you tell him. I just
2: gave your man some money to... Buy a bottle of ketchup, but he doesn't want to take it.
1: Well, you see, sir, it's not that we can't afford to buy ketchup. No, indeed, we want to please the customer. Something a lot of people seem to have forgotten how to do nowadays, but ketchup's very hard to get just now, and we have to ask our customers to bear with us. No, you, uh, you keep your money.
2: I like plenty of ketchup. Nothing like ketchup, I always say. Well, there ought to be enough in that paper cup. Won't uh, that do you? Well, not quite. Any chance of a refill? I'm afraid that's all we can allow.
3: Gentleman says he's gonna eat here regular. What? I said that.
2: Oh, yes, sir. Oh.
1: Good evening. Hello there. Could I do something for you? Well, I sort of thought I. I. Oh, no. No, thanks. No, no.
2: Huh. Well, we hadn't finished our discussion.
3: Yeah. As I was saying, Mr. Bailey, it. It looks like we got ourselves a regular customer.
4: Interesting episode here of Suspense, starring Gerald Moore, along with Conrad Binion and Joseph Kearns, uh, three actors starring in this program, sponsored by Roma Wines from August 16th, 1945. Mike Bubblebath-Costella, our executive producer, Lisa Wolf, my uh, co-host. Hope you're enjoying our program, everyone out there in radio land. We'll be back after this short break with more of Suspense. Stick around. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. All right. This is uh, Hollywood 360. And uh, don't forget, folks, that if you are in an area where you're not getting the full five-hour show, this has worked. This has really worked in the past. We've asked our listeners to contact the station in your area, and some of those stations... Have put the full five hours on. When listeners call, it's very powerful, especially if you, you know, say it nicely. Like, hey, I really like this show. You only air three of the hours. Did you know it's a five-hour show? Sometimes they don't know that it's a five-hour program. And um, we've had success. The listeners have a very powerful voice. You call the station. Just say, hey, can I talk to the program director? I'm a listener. And I'm um, listening to the show every Friday night, or Saturday night, or Sunday night, or whatever. And hey, could you? Um, did you know it's a five-hour show, and you only carry four hours? And a lot of times they will increase the amount of hours, right? But if that doesn't work, well, there's a there's a fail safe. We <laughs> have sure we have a way for you to get the full five-hour show along with our Radio Rarities uh, podcast. Just sign up for the. um for the podcast to be emailed to you every Monday. You'll never miss a, a single moment of our program. And it's all explained at our website, hollywood360radio.com. At the very top of the site, there is uh, all of the information about how you can sign up for the five ninety nine dollars a month. And that five ninety nine is really just to cover our costs to send it to you and for the bandwidth and that type of thing. So um, believe me, we're not getting rich on that. It's just to cover our costs. But we also have a Lifetime podcast. If you want to pay one time and not get dinged for $5.99 a month, you just want to pay one time, it's $100. We'll also send you a coffee mug in the mail, and it's a great coffee mug. And then you never pay again, and you get the show for the life of the program. So Lisa and I, we've been doing this for what, 16 years?
5: Uh, since 2009.
4: Yeah, so we will can we plan on continuing <laughs> to do this show for a long time. You'll get it sent every single week. You'll get it on a link that never expires. And you can sign up at our website, or now if you want to talk to a live operator, walk you through it, you can give that live operator your information and your email because it's an email that we send. That number to call, 815 900 seven five three five. That's eight one five nine hundred seven five three five. Live operator will take your information. If they don't answer, please leave your phone number and your name and the live operator will call you back and take your order. All right, we're listening to a very interesting episode of suspense. Short order is the name of the broadcast. August sixteenth, nineteen forty five it stars Gerald Moore, Joseph Kearns, and Conrad Binion. Here's the conclusion now to suspense. Three evenings now that he's been eating here,
1: Johnson, and I wish you'd take a look at the figures. Take last night. Ordinarily, there'd be ten to twenty dollars worth of business, just between six to six thirty alone. From six to ten, how much? One dollar and thirty five cents. Yeah, I know. Some of 'em won't even order. Some of them take a few bites and quit. At least it's not the food. We can be thankful for that. Hey, tell me, Johnson, how can you stand it over there in front of him all the time?
3: Oh, mostly I keep looking someplace else. That's why I took down the mirror. For a while, I thought I'd just work along and not look at him. But I couldn't help looking in the mirror every now and then. So I think maybe the customers could stand it better without the glass, too.
1: If they get to the sitting down stage.
3: Yeah, if they do. Well,
1: anyway, I took it down. It might help if he didn't get up every now and then and walk over to the door to look out. People can't help seeing him then. Takes him a long time to eat, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Hey, say, I've got an idea. Uh, What's that? Look, when he comes in... Uh Uh-oh. Uh, uh, evening. Hello? Uh, yes, sir? The usual. Right. Oh, uh, by the way, Mr., uh, uh... What's your name? Yeah. <clears throat> well, uh, as I was saying, neighbor, we, uh, we make a practice here for our special customers. Not just anybody, mind you, but for our special customers of, uh, of sending meals out. Uh, now, I was thinking, since you would become one of our regular customers, that perhaps you'd appreciate it if I'd send your evening meal over to you every day at your, at your room. <laughs> How does that strike you? No. Thanks. Rather eat here. But uh, we don't have any comfortable chairs. There's no jukebox, no radio. That's
2: okay. Don't miss them
1: anyway. That's not very comfortable. A lot of food odor in the air. You know, sometimes I get sick of it myself.
2: I like it. Not too many people around. Nice place. Suits me. Oh, then you're not interested. That's the idea.
3: Hamburger and coffee. How about. Yeah, the ketchup. Here it is.
2: Good. Nothing like ketchup, I always say. By the way. Yeah? Look for me about noon tomorrow. I think I'll be taking lunch with you from now on. Every day.
0: suspense, Roma Wines are bringing you a cast of Hollywood's outstanding radio actors in short order by John F. Souter. Roma Wines' presentation tonight in radio's outstanding theater of thrills, Suspense.
1: Suspense. Johnson, I'm at my wit's end. What are we going to do?
3: I don't know. I, I got no more ideas.
1: Two weeks now, and we're losing money every day. I could cook it so I wouldn't want to eat it. Well, you've tried that, haven't you? Yeah, twice. And it didn't work. Yeah, that's right. Well, I don't know what we're going to... Oh, just a minute, Johnson. Okay.
3: I'll check on the bunch of All
1: right. Hello, Bailey's place. Oh, yeah. Yeah, dear. Huh? Oh, no. Well, you must have misplaced it, honey. Every place? Well, how much was in it? Oh, no. Well, what are we going to do for the rest of the week? But I can't, honey. I really can't. Why, about three bucks or something? I, I don't know. Well, I, I don't... You know, it's, it's just dropped off during the, during the last week. Oh, no, no, he's fine. Now, don't say that, honey. There's nothing the matter with Johnson, and I'm not going to get a new cook. What? Well, I haven't told you, but... Well, why don't you cut down on a few things once in a while... Oh, Johnson, is there any aspirin back there?
3: Yeah, you want the bottle?
1: Yeah, my head's splitting.
3: Uh Here it is. Oh, thanks. Here he is. Hey, now look, I got an idea. You back me up. What is it? Well, I'll try it, and if you don't like it, don't say nothing. Hello? Like I say, Mr. Bailey, this kid was a pretty game fighter. He didn't have a thing but a hard left.
2: Mind if I butt in? I'd like to eat.
3: Uh, you bring your lunch with you? What's that? If you brought your lunch, okay, lay it on the counter and eat it.
2: It'll be funny, Johnson. Bring me the usual. I got other things to do. What other things? I don't see any other customers. You want me to call the boss?
3: Look, mister, I don't like you, see? I'm tired of seeing you around. You go someplace else and eat.
2: We'll see about that. Hey, Bailey.
1: Uh, Yes, sir? What can I do for you?
2: This moron you call a cook says he won't serve me. Yes, Well, do something about it.
1: What do you want me to do?
2: Tell him to serve me, or else have him fired. Johnson's a
1: good cook. Good cooks are scarce nowadays.
2: What is this? Are you standing up for him? I just
1: told you, good cooks are hard to get. What
2: about customers? Well, it's too bad, but it's... I see. Well, look, both of you. I came in here to get something to eat. And we're going to get it. If I have to sit here all night.
1: Suit yourself. Yes. I'll get it. Bailey's place. Yes, yes, dear. I am. But... What? Wrecked. Where were you in it? Were you hurt? Oh, in front of the house. Oh, I don't know what's happening, Virginia. It just seems every time. Well, I, of course, I'm glad you were in the house. When. I... Well, how bad was it? Almost a complete wreck. Well, could they find out anything from the driver of the other car? I... Did he have any insurance? Oh, they never do, do they? What? No, I'm all right, dear. It's almost out of my mind, is all. It's getting so I'm afraid to answer the phone. Well, we'll just have to do without a car, that's all. Oh, I'm... I'm sorry, dear. Uh, Yeah, yeah. uh, Well, I'll talk to you later. Bye. Mr. Bailey. Yes? Well. What's the matter, Mr. Bailey? Bad news? Oh, wrecked my car right in front of my own house. Had no insurance, of course. No money to pay. Oh,
3: that's tough. Yes, sir, that's tough. Him, him. Look yeah, at him. Still sitting there waiting. I'll have
1: to think of something. So now I can't seem to think at all.
3: Yeah, I'm stopped too. Boy, you sure get the luck, don't you?
1: What's the matter? I never used to have luck like this. Just, just lately. Just, just since he started coming in here. Yeah, could be. Look like
3: bad news right from the start to me. And
1: there he sits. If we could get him out of here once and for all. Hey, wait a minute. You go to the door and see if Ryan's inside. If he is, call him in, will you?
3: Oh, I wouldn't. Oh, okay. Right outside. Oh, Ryan! Uh, would you come here a minute? Okay. Well, oh, Mr. Bailey wants to see you.
1: Mm, what can I do for you, Mr. Bailey? See that man sitting at the counter, Ryan? Mm-hmm. I want him either arrested or thrown out of here. I don't care which. That's so? Giving you trouble, is he? Hey, you.
2: You talking to me?
1: Nobody else. Come here. What do you want? Hi, Mr. Bailey. What's the charge? Well, he... uh, Making a nuisance of himself.
2: What's this? All I do is come in here to eat. And I'm making a nuisance of myself. I don't get it.
1: Look at him, Ryan. I am. Not very pretty, is he? Officer... The law
2: doesn't give you the right to criticize a man's face. I'm I'm sorry, mister.
1: Hello, Mr. Bailey. Every day he comes in here, two or three times. I can't get anybody else to come near the place while he's here. He stays and stays. He drives most of my business away.
2: I have to eat. Same as anybody else.
1: You do anything bad? Get tough? Insult people? Disturb the peace? no. All I do is come in and eat. Look, we reserve the right to refuse service to any customer. I don't know now, Mr. Bailey. That's all
2: very well, but technically speaking... What do you mean? He means that even if you don't like it... You can't run me out if I run mind my own business. He means you can't run me out if I ask you to serve me.
1: Well, how, how about that? Well.
2: And if I ask for something to eat and offer you money for it, you've got to sell it. To oh, you. no, I don't. Oh, you'd better. Or I'll have you in court before you know it.
1: I'm afraid he's right about that, Mr. Bailey. Oh, well, all right. Sorry I can't help you, Mr. Bailey. Is there anything else? No, no. Well, we're getting on then. Good night. Well? How about it? All right, all right, all right. Go sit down. Johnson, get him whatever he wants. Okay. I'm. I'm not going to answer it. I'm not.
3: Mister Bailey, the phone you you busted. I it. don't care. Mister Bailey, put my gun down. What are you gonna do?
1: You see? Now look here, you. I can be pushed just so far. Now either you get out of this place and don't come back, or as sure as I'm standing here, I'm going to pull this trigger.
2: Go away, I'm hungry.
1: Did you hear what I said?
2: I hear you. Now go now away. Now look, I'm
1: gonna count three. One.
2: Go away.
1: Two. Three!
2: Coffee. Black. I I can't believe it. I shot you point blank. Good Lord! Don't forget the catch of you. Oh no!
3: Well, you got the lay of the place now, Mr. Tanner. You figure on making any changes?
2: No, no, Bailey had a good thing here. That'll leave it just the way it was. We'll hold the trade easier if we do.
3: How did he seem when the deal was closed?
2: I can't say. I let the lawyers handle everything.
3: He took a beating on the deal, or
2: I don't know you. Oh, not too much. I figure he recovered about 70% of his investment. He was lucky. I felt sorry for him. You didn't talk to him at all, huh? No, no, no. Didn't even see him.
3: You think he'd know you even without the makeup?
2: Maybe. No use taking any chances, huh?
3: Lucky I changed the bullets in that gun for blanks, or you'd be a dead pigeon.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad I foresaw that possibility.
3: You might say I saved your life, huh?
2: You might. Don't worry, Johnson. You'll be taken care of.
3: I'm not worrying. I never had reason to yet, have I?
2: No. But just for your information, Johnson, we haven't committed any crime. We didn't take this place away from Bailey by force. We didn't swindle him. I paid money right on the line for it. Just remember that.
3: Oh, I will. Uh, customer. Why, why, it's Mr. Bailey. Oh, oh, come right in.
1: Hello, Johnson. C-
3: c- come on, have a seat. Uh, oh, by the way, you know Mr. Tanner, don't you? Uh, he bought the place.
1: Oh, I never met him. Glad to know you. A pleasure, Mr. Bailey. Well, you know, there's something uh, familiar about you. Maybe I did meet you someplace.
2: I was in once or twice. Looked the place over before I had Sloan talk to you.
1: Oh, that's it. Uh huh. Well, how are you making out? Uh,
3: just getting started. I'm sort of breaking Mr. Tanner in, you might say.
1: Hope you had better luck than I did. I was doing fine until, uh, until this man started coming in. Johnson knows the man, I mean. Bad-looking person. If he ever comes back, you just better close up and go home. That's so. Yes, that's right. He... Well, it's a wonder I have any mind left. tell the truth, I'm not even sure I do. Uh,
3: Mr. Bailey, would you let me fix you something while you're in here?
1: Huh? Oh, no, thanks. I'm not hungry. Ah, uh, we got some good steak. Oh, thanks, Johnson. Not even steak now. Okay, you're the boss. Boss. <laughs> no, not anymore. But, uh, I would like to step behind the counter one last time, just to uh, just sort of look around. Do you, uh you mind, Mr. Tanner? Oh, come ahead. Thanks. Well, you have not uh, changed anything, I see.
2: Not a thing. We intend to operate the same way you did. I think it'll pay. Thanks for the
1: compliment, but I hope you don't draw my luck.
3: Uh, how about some coffee, Mr. Bailey? You look
1: tired. Coffee? Well, that sounds like a good idea. I don't mind if I do. Uh, yours is cream and sugar, right? No, no, thanks. Black this time. Hmm. Say, this coffee is hot.
3: Yeah, I... I forgot to cut the burner back, and the whole tank full is plenty hot. I'll
1: have to let it cool. It's too hot for me. Well, just one last look. Things I won't be seeing for a while, I guess. Buns, butter pats, coffee cream. You know, it's funny how you miss things like these. Mustard, ketchup. Ketchup? Where did you get all this ketchup, Johnson? Why, I. Uh, yeah. I ordered those. Ordered them, well, so did I, but I never even got a look at a bottle of ketchup. (laughs) You're lucky. All in knowing how, I guess.
2: Yeah, I guess you're right. i rather like it myself, you know. Nothing like ketchup, I always say. What was that? I I said I'm rather
1: fond of ketchup. Fond of ketchup? Ketchup? I think I know who you are now, Tanner. I think I know who you are, That, that face. Sure, that face. Makeup, wasn't it? That face. And Johnson had to be in on it with you, too, didn't he? Johnson helped you, didn't he, Tanner? He fixed the gun, didn't he? Well, didn't he, Tanner? Now, Bailey, wait a minute. I can explain. Now, you admit it. I'm telling the truth. Isn't that so, Tanner? Isn't that so? Hey,
3: Bailey. Hey, Bailey, stop. Pull him off (laughs) Tanner. I'll get a (laughs) cop. Police! Ryan! Out! Police! Coffee. You always take it black. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Tanner! (laughs)
1: the coffee. His face. And then what is this? Oh, it's all right, Ryan. There's nothing wrong, Ryan. Nothing really wrong. That's not his real face, Ryan. He likes it that way. Don't let him fool you. <laughs> what else do you want? Oh, yes, ketchup. Plenty of ketchup. Nothing like ketchup, I always say. Nothing like ketchup.
0: Roma Wines have brought you short order with Joseph Kearns, Conrad Binion, and Gerald Moore as stars of tonight's study in Suspense. Suspense is produced, edited, and directed by William Spear. This is Ted Myers with a word for Roma Wines, the sponsor of Suspense. During the warm weather, nothing tastes quite so good as a tall, frosty Roma Wine and Soda. And as Elsa Maxwell recently remarked, serving Roma wine and soda is smart 1945-style hospitality. You'll find this delightful iced drink as refreshing as it is delicious. Yes, and Roma wine and soda is so easy to prepare. Half-fill tall glasses with Roma, California, Burgundy, or Sauterne. Add ice cubes and a bit of sugar. And for a decorative touch, garnish with cherries or fruit. And for a delightful aperitif, sip delicious Roma sweet vermouth well-chilled. Zestful, full-flavored Roma vermouth, both sweet and dry, is blended and developed with all the traditional winemaking skill of Roma wineries. Is made and bottled in the heart of California's famous vineyards, yet surprisingly low-priced. Try Roma vermouth soon, won't you? Next Thursday, you will hear Dane Clark, as star of Suspense, Radio's Outstanding Theater of Thrills. Presented by Roma Wines, R O M A, made in California for enjoyment throughout the world. This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System.
4: That's suspense. August 16th, 1945. Terrific episode called Short Order, starring Joe, uh, Joseph Kearns, Gerald Moore, Conrad Binion. Sponsored by Roma Wines, enjoyed by uh, people all over the world, including Lisa Wolf here in our radio studio. <laughs> Were there are two gallons of it's Roma wine? It's two wines. bottles,
5: not two gallons.
4: Well, they're pretty big bottles. Those are it's what a are those pints? Size. Are those pints? What I think are those? It's bigger than that? Yeah, a quart. I don't Maybe know. Maybe a quart. I, mean, I was never good at like. <laughs> <laughs> I was Measurement? Never good at, I was never good at like life. <laughs> no, no, like math, I was great at history. I think it's in
5: like milliliters, but you know,
4: or like something. like quart and pint in two uh, pints
5: in a quart, four quarts in a gallon. I was
4: absent those months. That day, those months that they taught that. I think in a school,
5: bottle of wine is, is seven hundred fifty milliliters.
4: You should you should know that's
5: like five servings in a bottle.
4: Yeah. So I've got one on each side. I know, but it's
5: a long night with you,
4: Carl Amari. That's one. Here's the other one.
5: That's why Mike is down the hall, so he doesn't have to gorge on anything like I do.
4: Man, you like that Roma wine. No,
5: I need it,
4: Carl. (laughs) (laughs) It's a a necessity. It's a
5: necessity under these circumstances. I hear you. All right,
4: time for this month in music history.
5: 1980s, here we go. Like it? Yeah. What is it? I don't know. <laughs> you familiar with it?
4: Too much time on my hands.
5: Yes. Did you know?
4: I took my Brava
5: Wow, yes. And that's who's singing?
4: Um. I don't know. This
5: is Styx. Oh, yes. Yeah, from their 1981 album, My Favorite Paradise Theater. Wow. Right. Reached number nine on the chart.
4: Sure did. Yeah. <laughs> sure did. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Lisa. Okay. Wong. And thanks, Mike Bubble Bath Costello. You're welcome. <laughs> we'll have more of Hollywood 360 after this.
0: More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl
4: Amari. In our next hour, Dick Powell stars as Detective Richard Rogue on Rogue's Gallery from 1945. But first, it's Is It Real or Is It Ridiculous? The music edition, right, Lisa? Ah, uh, That's right, Carl. We're
5: going to be doing some sad songs. Oh. Because I don't think we've done... We've done happy songs <laughs> and love songs, but no sad songs. So, like prepare yourself i'm prepared for some misery
4: okay okay (laughs) next hour stick around hey everybody jared sebasti your
0: host of retire repurposed this podcast is dedicated to help people transition into fulfilling and purposeful retirements retirement is a big life change in fact the two most dangerous years of a person's life are the year they were born and the year they retire Few people could just flip the switch from working a career 30 or 40 plus years retiring on Friday without methodical steps to living what we call a repurposed retirement. To listen now, search retire repurpose on your favorite podcast platform, senior resource, or life audio.